Celebrating our connection with our pets. This is Animal Radio. Here are your hosts, Al Abrams and Judy Francis. And if you're brand new to Animal Radio, to my left, Dr. Debbie answering your vet medical questions. To my right, dog trainer Alan Cable, straight center dog father Joey Villani, and Joey Turner, our animal communicator, all here, toll free at one 866 405 and of course we got stacy in the newsroom what are you doing new year new diet so have you joined a gym do you have a personal <laughs> trainer have you spent tons of money on a weight loss program you well, make me guess laugh. what just look around your house <laughs> that little thing that's got four legs that's just you know sniffing on your leg or maybe urinated <laughs> in the back bedroom <laughs> get it outside and walk with it it's going to help you lose weight but what really constitutes a good walk for your dog I'll tell you, coming up on Animal Radio News. Well, Judy, you walk a, what, a mile and a half every day with your dog? With my dog, and then I, I go out with my neighbor's dog, and then I house sit other dogs, so I do That's I'm, why you lost so much weight. Yeah, I was out really? walking in the neighborhood. Wow, it's that's just an why you look great. Judy, though. Yeah. yeah. It's an actually excuse? just an excuse for Judy. She's a yenta. She likes to spy on her neighbors. She is a little gossipy. Mm. You know what I like at night? I like walking at night when all the houses, they have their lights on and you can see inside. It's like, ooh, I like to see how they decorated their living room. And, wow, look at that fireplace. And, ooh, that's such a cool design. I think I'll try that. At I've actually had to bail her out of jail a couple of times. Yeah. yeah. Neighbors don't like that kind of thing. They frown upon that. I don't know why. Listen, on the big show today, uh, we think we're going to have the trainer of these dogs that uh, drive cars. Now I got something. I yeah. am not kidding you. And you, if you have a chance to head on over to YouTube right now, just before he comes on the air and see these videos, just type in "driving dog." You know, and what's so special about it is these aren't special dogs. Aren't these rescue dogs? He went to a shelter so, and and went to prove that these shelter dogs are, are amazing, and he trained now, them. I watched the video. Yes, okay. it does. Is the dog? I mean, if the dog really does drive the car. It's not like someone down there and and, and hiding and, no, and, and driving no. the car. Did I mean, you really watch the video, Joey? Didn't you see the step? Well, Step hold on, I because I, I I was did the um a, a show a couple of weeks ago and and they brought that up in, in in one of the segments. So yes, I I did see it. Um, it might not be the, the the same one you guys are looking at, but I don't know how many people are looking at um you know um trainers of you know teaching dogs to drive cars unless this is a new fad. Well, we're gonna find it's, out. We're gonna find we're out. We're gonna find out if there was anybody in the car. Okay, that's all on the way right here on Animal Radio. I got to ask Animal Communicator Joy Turner, what do these dogs dogs think about driving <laughs> the car? I mean, is it a task for them? Well, you know, it depends on which one you want to talk to. Some of them are absolutely elated that they're smarter than the people, and some of them really think that. It's like, we're just too smart for these people. And seriously, but uh, other ones, they love the game. They think it's a big game, and they really enjoy doing it. Well, you know, it's going to give you so much freedom. You know, like at 16, when you get your license, all the freedom that you get. None of them tell me they actually jump in the car when their people aren't there and get to drive away. They keep the keys in a jar, in a jar somewhere. Well, you, you tell the dog that thinks he's smarter than the people. Just remember who taught him how to drive. If he's so smart, why isn't he teaching teenagers how to drive? <laughs> <laughs> hey, remember what happened to Planet of the Apes, okay? So yeah. they took over. I frankly would love it if Ladybug would start driving me around town. I don't know how she, her little legs would hit well, the 
Yeah, she, she could pick me up and then bring me, you know, bring me over to the studio. That would be I cool. Have to drive. Oh, I mean, yeah. I can get some perks. Yeah, I mean, at least someone will pick me up. You know, I'll, I'll <laughs> what, feel what like dog somebody. is going to want to ride? What dog's going to want to ride with you, Joey? I mean, you know, all you're going to do is comment on the dog's coat and his ears, and how come he wasn't brushed today? And he could be shinier. Yeah, you know, who's going to want to sit next to you? Oh boy, I think it would be worse sitting next to you. You're the trainer. You're going to be. You're going to be criticizing, <laughs> critiquing their driving. I mean, I don't care. Just. Get Get me okay. there, you know. We'll cut a few people off, but because you know you're the trainer, you know. Look at your driving. You didn't turn. You didn't signal. So, you tell me. <laughs> we also today are going to have this lady who's put together the dog tarot cards, the original dog tarot cards. And I got, I'm not really. I don't know, Joy. What do you think of these things? Have you seen these tarot cards? There's got to be tarot card people out there that want to have dog tarot cards. And, you know, it's all open to interpretation, so have at it. Well, if you want to know why your dog shreds your slippers and then ignores the designer toys, the tarot uh-huh. cards will tell you that. Oh, cool. So wait, dog- are these tarot cards that have just dog figures on them, pictures, or are they actually tarot cards that you read for your dog's future? You know, I don't know. We're going to find out. Can we bust open a package of these? We, we have all these giveaways. Yeah. Celebrating our connection with our pets. This is Animal Radio. Here are your hosts, Al Abrams and Judy Francis. Hey, hey, my friend. It is Animal Radio. I'm Hal Abrams. Judy Francis is screening your calls at 1-866-405-8405. Screening your calls for Dr. Debbie, dog trainer Alan Cable, dog father Joey Volani, or animal communicator Joy Turner. And today, actually, Joey Volani is the bird father. And, and why would that be? I'm, I'm actually the bird, the bird man of animal radio. The bird man. Um, yes, because I'm going to be telling you the benefits of grooming and bathing your bird. You know, it's funny. I'm just, now that I'm speaking about that, because I just seen a documentary on the bird man of Alcatraz, and when you watch the movie, you think he's this nice guy, and, and you know, he had the birds on the roof, and he was a sick human being that they couldn't even put him in the showers with the other with the other inmates. So I don't want to be the bird man of, of animal radio. <laughs> Okay, I changed that. <laughs> now you actually put your bird in the sink, and you'll uh, you'll do the whole deal. And I gotta say, does it not scare you? What, Gurney, Gurney, by the way, is the name of your bird, and I have no idea Gurney, why you named yes. it Gurney. But uh, yeah, I didn't name a Gurney. Gurney was six years old when when I got Gurney, so Gurney came with the name. So that's why I would have never that would that name would have never even crossed my mind. Doesn't Gurney freak but, um, in the shower though? No, loves it. My bird, if, if you're showering, and that's the big highlight, I think, of my bird's day. It's because it's getting in the shower and standing there next to you as, as, as you're showering. Um, the bird loves it and, and loves water in general. If he stands by the sink and you turn the sink on, he has to, he has to, you know, stick his head down and take a drink. Um, the bird just loves water. Sick. I think it's, I think he's a birdfish. That's cute. <laughs> that's all on the way. We'll find out how to bathe your bird and, Seems to be very important from the dog, fa- the bird father, or the bird man of animal radio. I guess bird father just uh, that doesn't sound right. That's uh, it's not very manly. No, it so, isn't. No, you know, I'm, 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 I don't want to go there. Also on the show today, uh, the lady who's put together the dog tarot cards. We'll have giveaways of these tarot cards for your dog. I, I really can't tell you much more about them until she comes on because I really don't know much more about them. Also, the uh, trainer who has trained dogs to drive. You may have seen this video. That's all on the way right here on Animal Radio. And Stacy, of course, what are you doing? You know, a lot of actors and actresses get into different marketing things besides just acting. It's a great way to make money. They use your their celebrity status, and they have a product that catches on. Paris Hilton, she's got 
5 billion products. Paul Newman, um, he's no longer with us, but he's got salad dressing, at least his relatives do, and they're fighting over who owns it. <laughs> and then Catherine Heigl, um, she's got a new product, and she's got a bunch of products. I'll tell you what they are coming up on Animal Radio News. Let's hit the phones. Hey, Jan, welcome to the show. Yes, hi. I have Dr. Debbie right here. What's up? Hi. I have hi a six-year-old Persian. Hi. Uh, and she will not come to her name. What's her name? Her name is, I call her Sugar Baby. That might be it. <laughs> Actually, how it is. She doesn't like the name. Oh, the animal oh communicator, Joyce, that says that she doesn't like the name. Well, uh, <laughs> she's but, like, oh, too bad. Huh? <laughs> well, you know, I have. She doesn't answer to anything, anything at okay. all, and I know she can hear because it's loud sounds and the doorbell and all that, and she runs. But mm-hmm. she will not come to anything that I call her. The only okay, time I she- get her attention is uh, a shaker with treats in it. That's it. There you go. There you go. You just hit upon it. Cats don't respond and listen like a dog does. So you know that. There's an old saying that dogs will come when they're called and cats will ask you to leave a message. And it is so true. It is so true. Cats have to have a motivation because naturally they're just kind of that kind of critter that they hang back and say, what? You want me to do what? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So we need to motivate her. Now, and Joy has just said, you know, if she doesn't care for the name, that's the other thing. So some, some general tips when you name a pet, whether it's a dog or a cat, we want to keep it short. So we want to have one to two syllables. You don't want to make it a very long, drawn-out name. Um, uh-huh. and preferably, um, we try to end the name on a vowel, especially because that makes our voice kind of um, rise at the end. So we say uh-huh. frisky. We say baby, and your voice goes up, and it helps to kind of keep keep their attention while you're calling them. And then we also mm-hmm. want to make sure you don't want to use anything that sounds like people's names in the homes or any bad words uh, <laughs> or anything else mm-hmm. where it might sound like a command. So in a cat, you have a special situation because you have to get over this hurdle of motivation. And mm-hmm. most things in the cat world rely and circulate around food. So that is the great motivator for cats. And mm-hmm. I would encourage you, if you're if it's important for you, for the cat to mm-hmm. come, when you're calling, then you work towards that by using food rewards. And mm-hmm. preferably that is done where you limit the amount of actual food that's available at that time. So you don't want a cat that can go up to the food bowl, graze, and say, oh, thank you, I'm quite full right now. I don't really want to perform. So you... Uh, Cut back a little bit on the food or preferably do this uh, little play sessions, training sessions before you put that food down. Um, mm-hmm. And then y- use your command, come, um, start it off with her name, uh, hopefully something cute like baby, uh, Snooky or whatever. And yeah, then I call use- her, yeah, I call her baby. Yeah. Okay. And then use the command and give the food reward afterwards. And it's, it takes a lot of time for cats to get this compared to dogs just because, you know, they kind of lose interest. Um, but you want to make sure you pair it with food, pair it with food and preferably something really yummy, tasty. Those treats that you wouldn't give normally, you give when you want to work with her and her name. Um, and you can, you can even do clicker training for cats, believe it or not. Um, if, uh, if you work on it. But, uh, I, I think I want to go back to joy and, and, uh, you <laughs> Maybe this cat, Joy, does she have a suggestion on what she wants her, her, her name to be? Well, she wouldn't mind the baby thing, um, but she wants something that's a little dignified. The other thing she's really wanting is she wants you to understand that she is not your servant. 
So she's not going to come at your beck and call. Uh-huh. You are her servant. You have to remember that. <laughs> that is uh-huh. it. Uh-huh. And oh. she says if you do give her something that's motivational enough for her, in other words, a big enough reason in her mind that she should come toward you, she will mm-hmm. do that, but don't mm-hmm. expect it unless it's a real good thing in it for her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, the, the treat, and I, I don't give her many. What I've done is substitute a treat for a different uh, a be- uh, I have a better um, cat food. She she won't eat um, uh, canned, wet. She only uh, and she's a grazer, so she doesn't eat a lot at a time. And I do substitute a different cat food, the kibbles, instead of treats, because I I end up giving her too many. And so she loves them. She thinks they're a treat. So I just put it in the little shaker and and shake it, and she comes. That's her motivation. That's all that she's looking for. That's all she's looking for is a reason to come and not to feel uh-huh. like she has uh-huh. to respond just because you said so. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. Good luck with that. We have uh, four cats well, in the studio, you. and uh, one of them actually comes for its medicine. We can call. We can actually let the cat outdoors and call it to come like a dog. So, but then the other cats, they wouldn't give us the time of day on a bed. Yeah. Good well, luck with I, it. I know um, my daughter's got a couple cats, and they all come to their name. Mm. Yeah. She's lucky. She's lucky. Yeah. Well, hopefully you can work this out. Let us know how it works out. We're we're curious to find out if Dr. Debbie's advice really works or not. Thank you so much. Thanks, Hal. Voice of confidence there. Thank you. Take care. One eight six. Of course it does. She is our vet, by the way, and we trust her implicitly with your animals. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five to connect with our dream team. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Animal Radio is brought to you by... Help prevent pests on your pet with monthly topical flea or tick treatments. Advantage 2 for cats or dogs. Kills through contact, so fleas don't have to bite to die. Canine Advantix 2, which is for dogs only, repels and kills ticks, fleas, and mosquitoes. Repels biting flies and kills lice. Help prevent pests on your pet with monthly topical flea or tick treatments. Advantage 2 for cats or dogs kills through contact so fleas don't have to bite to die. Canine Advantix 2, which is for dogs only, repels and kills ticks, fleas, and mosquitoes, repels biting flies, and kills lice. Advantage 2 and Canine Advantix 2 kill all flea life stages, including eggs and larvae. Advantage 2 and Canine Advantix 2 are recommended by veterinarians and are available at animal hospitals and pet specialists. Retailers. This is Judy from Animal Radio. For months now, I've been telling you about the Stella and Chewy's dog food. Now I want to tell you about their cat food made with 100% raw meat. And just like all Stella and Chewy's products, these dinners are made without grains, fillers, artificial preservatives, colorings, sugar, or salt. They come in four flavors. Chick Chick Chicken, Super Beef Alicious, Charming Chicken and Beef, and Yummy Licking Salmon and Chicken. Visit their website at StellaandChewy's.com. That's Chewy's, C-H-E. E-W-Y-S.com. Ladies, are any of these symptoms familiar? Weight gain, hot flashes, rapid heartbeat, night sweats? How about fatigue, nausea, low energy? 
Or what about sleeplessness, low libido, and fat storage, especially around the belly area? If you're a woman over 40 experiencing any of these symptoms, you probably have hormonal imbalance. And until you balance your hormones, it'll be practically impossible to get rid of these problems. But you're in luck because Ambrin is the all-natural formula clinically shown to cause sustained weight loss in women over 40 with no big change in lifestyle. Ambrin restores hormonal imbalance in women over 40, so the extra pounds fall away and the other symptoms simply disappear. To receive a complimentary risk-free trial with a free 30-day supply, just be one of the first 50 callers right now at 1-800-510-3558. Free supplies are limited, so be one of the first callers right now at 1-800-510-3558. That's 1-800-510-3558. Part of Animal Radio is brought to you by Stella and Chewy's natural goodness for your dogs and cats. Made with raw USDA inspected meat, raised naturally, no added hormones or antibiotics. Learn more over at StellaandChewy's.com. And uh, we have Violet on the phone. Hi, Violet. Hi, how are you? Good. What's going on in your world? Oh, just um, <laughs> working at Pooch's Playground, but... I have a client that has a troubles with uh, one of their dogs. It's um, his name's Puffy. He's actually they say he's uh, I believe he's multi poo and poodle. Okay. Um, what's happening is he's way overweight. He came from the dog pound. Um, he has bad disability things. You have to put boundaries up because if not, he gets under somewhere. He'll bite you. Um, oh wow. He also has a lot of allergies going on. He's been coming in every two weeks. I give him a bath, and it's a male side vibe type of bath. More, more stuff. It's like from the doctors and stuff. He's got ear infections. He's got um, down where his uh, stomach area. It's all crispy, all everything. And after I get done mm-hmm. with him, he's all nice and clean, but it's a little red. And then I put some cortisone on him, which is from the uh, doctor. Oh. Um, okay. But the problem is, he's going home. And he's peeing in his living room on a hardware floor. Okay. I told him he had to start putting him in a kennel. At first, he thought it was the other dog. I said, go ahead and put one in a kennel and see which one it is first. Well, we found out who it was. It was Puffy. Okay. So, um, Linda Puffy, when he could be cool, you could put him in the uh, kennel. And then when you come right back out, he doesn't want to go outside. It's the doggy door. He's scared to go out. Mm-hmm. And then he he weighs about 50 pounds. Wow, that's a big multi-poo. <laughs> uh, he looks like a walrus. I could tell you oh. that much. <laughs> Not a very nice walrus. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but we're having a lot of troubles. I think he's got behavior problems. He needs to be on some meds, um, like, you know, pearls. <laughs> Okay. Well, Violet, you sound like you're really, you know, an advocate for, for puppies to health here. And I, and I definitely appreciate that. And, um, I hope the owners have that same enthusiasm for, for trying to help him out because it does sound like we've got a couple things. Give him back over there. But I'm trying to help him to start all over again. So the owners are thinking of giving the dog back to the pound? Yeah. Okay. Oh, wow. 
Okay, well, a couple of things first and foremost. And the owners may not want to hear this from a veterinarian, but as far as if I have a grossly overweight dog, one of the first things that I want to do before we talk about trying to get that weight in line is to make sure we've screened them for a thyroid problem. The extra reason that I would recommend that for Puffy is because you're describing a lot of skin problems. And sometimes uh, pets with thyroid disorders can also have an increased um, propensity for skin disease. So frequent they, infections. They already have that taken care of, but he doesn't have that. Okay. All right. And then the other thing is with a urination problem, um, also I always look to the side to make sure we don't have something medically going on. Yeah, so if they haven't had his urine checked, that's going to be one thing I definitely want to do, um, and especially if he's on any kind of cortisone or other medications, then that definitely can affect his ability to hold his urine. Yeah, so make sure that the, the medical part of, of his health is taken care of, you know, before we start talking about how we're going to manage, you know, behaviorally create training. Because you can create train a dog that's got a urinary tract infection, you're going to bang your head up against the wall. Um, and, and not to mention, you're going to mistreating something that's making the pet uncomfortable. And, and they may just be trying to tell us in some physical way because they can't tell us verbally. Yeah. So, um, now, he so did I think, use that, what you said, mm-hmm. everything what he's doing with that. He took him to the vet, did this. Um, it's not a urinal infection because when he left Puffy out, he peed right in front of him. Well, that doesn't, that doesn't mean it's not an infection. So, I mean, if, if they did have a urine test done and, and that's been analyzed, um, then, then that's a different kind of thing. But, you know, sometimes it could be a behavioral or a medical problem that will cause a dog to do that. So, um, so I don't know that that makes a case for me. Now, does he need behavior meds? And maybe in my office, we might go there. But I think we've got, I would want to make sure that I've done everything that I can to make sure we're not missing, you know, something medically going on with him. Yeah, um, see, that's what I was worried about too. I was telling him. So, yeah, and there's a lot. Gave him up because he's so expensive because of the medical problems. Oh, no doubt. And you know what? Unfortunately, you know, there's some folks that are just made to be the parents of. Uh, difficult to manage or medically uh, challenged dogs. Uh, there are definitely some people that aren't on board for that. So, I, And that's where it's tough because, you know, you have all the great intention as a war- in the world, but if his parents don't have that motivation, mm-hmm. um, you can't make that for him. And and I don't think we can make necessarily all these problems really simple because for them I to think deal with. he really with. doesn't know what to do. So, Violet, you know, the owner. you know the owner. Yeah. And what is the owner willing to do, really willing to do, he to help to, his dog. He wants the behavior problem with his situation. He wants he wants to keep him, but yet he's he's worried that it's going to be costly after a while. Why does he feed him too much? That's the simplest solution. The simplest thing to work on from the start mm-hmm. is to feed the dog less. And yet you tell you tell us he refuses to do that. I could tell because it's okay. His sister, I take care of her multi poos, and they come in here and Maltese, and I could tell because they. Totally overfeed them. And well, I see, the first, the first thing is... The, you have to feed them less or less so many times. Well, you, we know what to do, and you know what to do, Violet, but if the owner is not willing to do it, you really can't help this owner. You know, that's what's so sad is that yeah. people, they feel guilty when, they, when they're feeding their dog less or when they're giving their dog structure and <laughs> rules. They think it's mean. And in reality, it's... That's what it's, you're saying. It, oh, my God. Yeah. Because he looks at Puffy, and Puffy is a real Puffy, you know? And yeah. I look at him, and I'm like, dude, you're too heavy. 
Alan's right. You know, he's got to embrace this this whole approach that we're not going to have a quick fix. So, no, a vet is not going to give you a pill to fix the behavioral problems. Well, we've got a lot of other things going on with this baby. You know, he may be having a lot of other issues that we really need to address. So, you yeah. know, what about the idea of violence? I mean, you sound like you really care about him. Um, what I about, do. you know, if his family doesn't want to take on this this challenge? What about, I mean, you sound like a great mom or, or even maybe an, a, a foster family. I can't do any more. <laughs> yeah. Aww. I have well, Violet, one just do you, passed do you, away, and I had seven, but she had cancer. But the doctor told me she's only going to leave two and a half weeks, and here she was for eight and a half. You're awesome, Violet. Hey, Violet, do you think it would be possible to have the owner himself call us up? Yeah, I could get him to do that. That would be good. That would be the best thing. Yeah, I'll have him do that. Because and then maybe all together to, we can convince him. He doesn't him. know what to do, <laughs> yeah. and I think if he hears it from someone else... It sounds like a plan I, there. I did tell him he needs... To, right now, he's at home cleaning his floors. I said, you're going to have to retrain him or do something with him because you have to do it. It's He can't do it. you got to do it. And he's right. like, I can't, I can't, but you can do it. Well, get him, get him to call in if you can do that, and we'll uh, we'll give him the four one. We'll set him straight. Violet, I appreciate your call at one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. Hey, Animal Radio. It's Vinnie Penn, your party animal, coming at you yet again. Uh, if you were paying attention to uh, the last episode's party animal installment, you know we're doing, we're getting a little art house here, got a subtitle going. We're doing the Cruiser Chronicles. Cruiser is uh, my mini schnauzer that, uh, of my youth that I had. Uh, he ran the show. He ran the Penn household for over 10 uh, years. Um I was telling a story in the last installment about uh, Cruiser eating uh, about 30 pounds worth of chocolate, probably, <laughs> and surviving. Uh, and now I've got, I've got an even better Cruiser story for you all, although it does start on a somber note. I'll just let you know, recently my older sister called me, an old friend of my mother's, had passed away, uh, hadn't seen her in ages, and she said, you know, we should pay our respects, we should go to the wake, and we went to the wake, of course, to pay respects. Really, I hadn't seen her in, in, in ages, since the 90s. When we were leaving, my sister said, gee, when was the last time you saw her? I've, I've been seeing her around lately. You probably haven't seen her in a million years. I said, Laura, Lori, I, I haven't. Uh, and I started thinking about the last time I saw her, and it was actually, and we were in hysterics, which you never feel good about being in hysterics on the way home from awake. I mean, there's at least a, a, a sliver of guilt. But nonetheless, I said, gee, I remember what it was. She had come to the house. She was visiting mom. And while she was visiting mom, Cruiser took a dump in her pocketbook. <laughs> Not even kidding you. Um, the sick part is she didn't even realize we always said that Cruiser acted like his, his crap didn't stink. You know the old saying? Yeah, you act like your crap doesn't stink. Well, uh, Cruiser's evidently did. He acted that way, and it was because it didn't, because she made it all the way out to her car. God rest her soul without knowing there were two dog turds in her pocketbook. I don't know if Cruiser was sending a message, if there was something in the pocketbook that had... Um, Made him feel as if this was the perfect spot. Maybe he just felt like she she was a she would she'd take it outside for him. Uh, who knows? Only Cruiser knows. Uh, but inadvertently, this gives me an idea: the doggy poop pocketbook. Hmm. Make a lot of money on that. All I need is a distributor. 
Vinnie Penn, Animal Radio. Animal Radio is brought to you by Natural Balance Pet Food, the finest food you can buy for the health of your pet. No matter which line of Natural Balance Pet Food you choose, you know it will truly be the food for a lifetime. Visit www.naturalbalance.net to learn more. Hi, I'm Dick Van Patten. And I'm Jimmy Van Patten. And we're here to talk to you about our new line of alpha grain-free dog and cat formulas. And we've been the leaders in grain-free nutrition with our LID formulas before grain-free became a trend. Our new grain-free alpha formulas combine multiple high-quality proteins at balanced levels with unique fruits and vegetables for vitamins and antioxidants. For more information on alpha and all of my dog and cat food formulas, visit naturalbalanceinc.com. You bathe your pet at home, and now you can dry them like a pro with the X-Power Pro at Home Dryer. This lightweight, compact, quiet dryer is perfect for winter bathing. The X-Power Pro at Home Dryer comes with four styling nozzles, so you can get the professional look at home. Get the X-Power Pro at Home Dryer during this holiday special for just $89 through January only. It makes the perfect gift for the entire family, and it's endorsed by me, Groomer Joey Villani. Available at Amazon.com or ViperPet.com. Think where you live means you have to settle for a slow online experience? You don't! That's why we're introducing Exceed from Viasat. Exceed Broadband brings together the highest capacity satellite in the world, state-of-the-art ground equipment, and breakthrough technology to bring you super-fast speeds. Think what you could do with that! Watch streaming videos, TV shows, and movies with less buffering, share photos faster, enjoy video chats with less jitter, and send and receive files all much faster. Call Exceed Broadband at 800-397-4999 and you get three data plans to choose from, all with the same amazingly fast speed new feature is late night free zone exclusive to exceed customers can download as many movies shows that they want during overnight hours and it does not count towards their monthly usage call now for special offer 800-397-4999 we think it's time you get the online experience you deserve think fast think exceed broadband 800-397-4999 dial 800-397-4999 now that's 800-397-4999 again 800-397-4999 exceed broadband now that's fast call 800-397-4999 Hi, Randy Travis here, and you're listening to Animal Radio. This is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by the Scoop-Free Self-Cleaning Litter Box. Never see, touch, or smell messy waste again. I'm Stacy Cohen for Animal Radio. Elizabeth DeMasley's family is like many in Detroit and across the country. They live paycheck to paycheck. Bills to pay and diapers to buy. Sometimes when money gets tight, food for the family's uh, dog, Zoe, a box or beagle mix, it's stretched a little or she only gets a hot dog. Well, that is until three months ago. That's when the mother of three learned that she could get dog food at a community sharing outreach center in Highland Township. She's visited this center before for clothing and food for her family. Well, Damasley has now gotten free bags of dog food. It keeps her dog's belly full and it saves up to about $25 extra a month. It's been a huge bonus and blessing to her family. She said, I wouldn't get rid of my dog just because I can't afford to feed her. It's like getting rid of one of your kids. Families who are struggling financially often don't have enough food to put on their tables, let alone to buy for their pets. So they share their food or worse, surrender or abandon a beloved dog or cat to a shelter. The Humane Society of the United States started a new program. It's called Fill the Bowl Project, where congregations can help pets and their families just by adding pet food and supplies to their collection drives. Well, vets and experts agree your dog needs to walk. So what constitutes a good walk? Well, First, it should be every day, preferably more than once a day. And it's also imperative to keep your dog on a leash. You know what? I was walking my horse and my dog 
the other day, just yesterday actually, on the side of the road, and some guy came by. He had three dogs, big, huge, two Pyrenees dogs and one uh, Golden Retriever. Well, the Golden Retriever was an older dog. He wasn't on a leash. He f- felt like it would just follow him. And the dog stopped in the middle of the road on this huge, busy road with big trucks coming by and everything. So you want to make sure you keep your dogs on a leash. Also, you know, sometimes your dogs sniff and you pull one. Well, let them sniff because dogs actually see with their nose, so it makes it more enjoyable for them. And you can also work on obedience when you're walking with your dogs. Just carry some treats and, you know, you can work on sit, down, heel, etc. Obviously, it's a great exercise for both you and your dog. And that phrase, if your dog is fat, you're not getting enough exercise, it's not far from the truth. And, of course, walking enhances the bond between you and your pet. Bedtime at Katherine Heigl's house can take a little while. A mom of two daughters and seven other kids of the four-legged variety, she likes to give each one special attention. So after she puts her girls to bed, um, then she does her own nighttime ritual with her dogs. The actress has channeled her love of animals to ending animal abuse, and she's launched a new line of pet products. It's called Just One, and portions of the proceeds go to help programs that foster, train, neuter, and rescue animals. Merchandise ranging from pet colors to apparel and accessories for people is available on the product's website. I'm Stacy Cohen. Get more animal news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by the Scoop-Free Self-Cleaning Litter Box. Just replace a disposable litter tray once every few weeks and never handle messy waste again. Learn more at ScoopFree.com. Do you enjoy cleaning your cat's litter box? (laughs) I didn't think so. ScoopFree is the litter box that cleans itself, so you don't have to. ScoopFree automatically rakes waste away, but unlike other systems, you can leave ScoopFree alone for weeks at a time without handling waste or refilling litter. All you do is replace a disposable litter tray, and you'll never see, smell, or touch messy waste again. Learn more about the number one rated automatic litter box at ScoopFree.com. What dog food is specifically designed to reduce the risk of cancer, settle digestive upsets, reduce scratching and shedding? Canine caviar. What dog food reduces red tear stains and hot spots? Canine caviar. What dog food has probiotics that reduce the chance of soft stools and have a higher calorie count for better nutrient absorption? Canine caviar. So what are you feeding your dog? If you didn't answer Canine Caviar, visit CanineCaviar.com today and get your pet started on a longer, healthier life. This is a referral service. Calls will be routed to an independent referral insurance agency. Do you know the number one cause of bankruptcy? No, it's not losing your job or running up credit card debt. It's not even divorce. It's medical costs. If you and your family don't have health insurance, just one serious illness or accident could be financially devastating. But now there's good news, really good news. A health insurance hotline has been established to provide health insurance for all Americans, even uninsured Americans with pre-existing conditions. Now anyone can get health insurance even if you have a pre-existing medical condition. I repeat, now anyone can get health insurance coverage. Call now for a free no-obligation quote on affordable health plans available to you. Again, this is a free hotline for anyone, even if you have pre-existing conditions. Protect you and your family from sudden unexpected medical costs. Call the free health insurance hotline right now at 1-800-838-5562. That's 1-800-838-5562. Call 1-800-838-5562.
Kids Animal Radio. Ever since the beginning of the show, we were talking about these dog tarot cards. And we're going to have some to give away. The phones have been ringing white hot. Everybody wants some of these dog tarot cards. Let's find out a little more about them. We have Heidi Shulman. She's the creator of them. On with us. Hi, Heidi. Welcome to the show. Heidi, Heidi, I've heard this lady before. If you'd like to make a call, please hang up and yeah. try again. I didn't realize she did that she, job also. That's yeah, cool. cool. She plays hard to get. I know you hate when I'm on my iPad when I'm on the show, yeah, but I, I got some really cool stuff I just found here. Okay? Oh, what did you find? Okay, the best and worst cities for raising your dog. Can anyone guess what the number one city in the United States is for raising your dog? I'm going to guess uh, Boulder, Colorado. No. I would say, I would say but, it's got to be the, the Pacific Northwest, somewhere in the Pacific Northwest, because they allow dogs almost everywhere. Do you want to know something? You're right. Portland, Oregon really? is number one. And the worst city to raise your dog in, can anyone guess? Oh, that's got to be in Jersey. I'm, I'm guessing. No, Jersey. but, but, but New, New Jersey was the next, was the next one where, um, no, LA. LA. LA wow. was the worst city in the country to raise your dog, and then Newark, New Jersey was right behind it. I, I can't figure that one out. I mean, I would think that, uh, LA has a, LA is very dog friendly, I would think. Oh, that's very strange. According to this, and, and, and it was put together. Uh, who's that by according apartments. to? com, myveterinarian.com, and petfinder.com. And what they did was, is they put the, the, the dog parks, um, the, um, places that allow pets in, and the amount of apartments that allow pets, and, uh, with the per capita of dogs in those areas, and and these came up the most favorable and the least favorable. That's good to know. Good to know. So the top city again was Portland, Portland, Portland and the worst Los and Angeles. L.A. was was the worst. Okay, we're gonna. Did we're, you see? I'm sorry. I was just gonna say we'll post this over at the website at animalradio.com. I'm sorry, Alan. Go ahead. Did you see the top dog names of 2012? No, I missed that. Max. Yeah, I, I guess Max yeah. was up there for the dogs, right? I'm guessing. I think so. Yeah, I had it written down, but I'm poorly prepared as normal. <laughs> but I will I will now tell you the number one two dog names. I'm clicking. Two more clicks and we're there. The number one dog name for girl dogs is Bella for 2012, and for males it was Max. You're right. Bella and Max. It seems like Max comes in every every year. Do we have her back? Okay. So. Hi, Heidi. How are you doing? I'm great. How are you guys doing today? <laughs> Very good. Tell us about the original dog tarot cards. Ah, the original dog tarot. So, thank you so much for having me on. Well, the dog tarot, it's, it's uh, 30 very colorful cards and a booklet, a 64-page booklet that explains how to use them. It's a very light oracle. It's, we call it a tongue and jowls deck that helps you just understand your pets a little bit more and have a lot of fun doing it at the same time. So is this uh, is this a novelty or is it for, uh, should we take this very seriously? <laughs> well, you know, you can take it as you need to. I get letters actually from people who are tarot card readers that tell me they're using this to read and they're doing very well with it. And then I get letters from people who say, this is so much fun. In fact, I got a letter from a woman the other day that said she's going to have a dog tarot party. And I suggested she bring cool. her vacuum cleaner. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, you can take it both ways. You can. I've gotten insights from it about my dogs, and then sometimes it's just a lot of fun. And the it, cards are charming. Did you ever do any human tarot cards? Uh, you know, I love the tarot. I think the symbolism is absolutely fascinating. And uh, I have done some. I wouldn't say I'm an expert by any means, but I've taken inspiration from people who've done traditional tarot. And I also ask for 
uh, their forgiveness <laughs> in the way I've done the deck. Well, tell us how that's how this works. Can we do the? Can we do something right now with Ladybug, sure. the studio stunt dog? Do you have your dog with you? She, yes. She's right here, and she's always. She actually screens some of the calls that come in for the show. Now that is a genius. She is a genius. <laughs> she runs. What, things. What's her name? Ladybug. Ladybug, and what kind of dog is she? She's a Jack Russell Min Pin, about eight pounds. Ooh, you have your hands full. Sure. Oh, what do you boy. want to know about her? Uh, why does she always turn around in three circles before she lays down? This is very confusing for me. And I'm wondering if I should do this when I get into bed at night. If I should. Uh... Well, you'd have to ask your wife. Okay, let me see what card I'm going to draw here. Okay. We'll just draw one card here. Okay. Um, we drew the oracle. Now, the oracle, of course, this is radio. The oracle is a beagle with gigantic ears. Okay. And the oracle is very, very sensitive to things in his environment. Okay. And the oracle asks us, it's about awareness and intuition. Is there something in your immediate environment bothering your dog? So what this is saying is, look around, see what it is that your dog needs to be comfortable, and is that why your dog is, his ladybug is going around in circles to lie down? Oh, That's what the oracle is saying to me. The cards also... Um, have a message for humans. Okay. Every time you draw a card, and let me tell you what the uh, whoops. Let me tell you what the message is for the oracle. Okay. Okay. Hold on. We're getting here. How old is Ladybug? She's four. Mm-hmm. So the message, uh, the message for humans who draw the oracle is: pay attention to your surroundings and follow your dog's lead into the realm of vibration. Dogs help those who help themselves. Oh, you gotta love that. Oh, she liked that too. <laughs> Very good. Let's, uh, well, it's, you know, it's, it's a cute way to get to know your dog better. I've always been fascinated by, you know, and scientists for decades have been fascinated with how do we communicate with another species. I mean, it's hard enough to communicate with humans. So um, I was fascinated by how do we really know what our dogs are thinking? You know, I'm sure you have this with Ladybug. I've had this with my dogs. They sit there looking at you with those soulful eyes, and you're thinking, what are you really thinking? Can you tell me? And you feel like they're just about to speak. And so then I thought, well, you know, logic is not helping me understand this, so I'm going to turn to a little bit of magic. <laughs> so this is good. If our animal communicator, Joey Turner, isn't around, you can always have the uh, dog tarot cards. i got to mention that I, met, I, I said at the beginning of the show that we were going to have you on. We're going to have these giveaways. The phones have been ringing nonstop. How since wonderful. For these, uh, they're doing very well. Since are you surprised? Idea. Well, they they are doing very well. Um, my surprise was that Random House published them. <laughs> <laughs> I was a very serious journalist for many years, and clearly I've given that up. But um, they are doing well. You know, you can you can buy them everywhere um, in Barnes and Noble, which is carrying them nationwide. They're in the New Age spirituality section, which is really amusing, and in other places they're in the pet section and. I think they're doing well. I mean, we love our dogs. We want to understand them better, and we want to feel good about our communication with them. And so these cards give you insights, and they also give you a little bit of insight into yourself. You know, we all need to take inspiration wherever we can find it, whether it's through a serious oracle or a, a sign on a billboard that makes us think about something. And I think that's why they're doing well. And also, they're charming to look at. They're colorful. They're fun. And you can just have a really great evening, you know, on a on a cold weather day, you know, or even where you are on a stormy day. Okay, well, they're very cool, and I'm going to give away ten right now at one nine, eight, nine? nine. Yes. Oh, are you yes, keeping I'm some? Keeping one. Yes, okay. <laughs> uh, nine at one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. If you're not lucky enough to get through, head on over to your bookstore or Amazon and ask for the original dog tarot, Divine the Canine Mind. Heidi Schulman, the author or creator of these. Heidi, thank you so much for spending thank time you with so us much. today. Have a wonderful new year and many happy woofs. 
back at you there. Whoa. Bye-bye. Okay. Let's see. Uh, we're going to head back to the phones. Okay. one 405 8405 with your questions for Dr. Debbie, dog trainer Alan Cable, dog father or bird, bird man of Animal Radio, Joey Volani, or Joey Turner. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. That's the easiest way to get in touch with our dream team. Dr. Debbie, dog trainer Alan Cable, dog father Joey Volani, or animal communicator Joy Turner. But there's plenty other ways to get out. Reach us. One of the ways is over Facebook. You can ask us your question at Animal Radio or tweet us your question at Animal Radio. The other way you can ask us a question is through the Animal Radio app. Yeah, we have an app, and if you haven't downloaded it yet, download it for your smartphone, either Android or your iPhone or your iPad, your iPad Mini, all of those. Download the app. You not only hear the show, but you can ask us a question at any time. And this one just came in. I assume it's for you, Alan. Uh, It is a dog training question. She says, sorry to bug you guys. By the way, you're not bugging us. This is what we do for a living. That's why we're here. Yes, absolutely. She says, I've called before and you helped me so much last time. My border collie, Mix, jumps the fence. It's a chain link fence, average sized. Help, she writes. Help in big capital letters. (laughs) You know, I'm glad. I love when people call with questions like this. Uh, And I know Dr. Debbie knows this. There are some dogs... Like, you know, your beagles and your, uh, your basset hounds that will just lay around all the time. And so when you get yourself a dog, it's important that you decide what kind of dog you're going to get, what kind of dog would make you and the dog happy. Because some dogs need a lot of exercise and they, you know, border collies are herding dogs. They need a project. They love to herd things. They love to focus on getting and chasing things and, and herding animals. And so they're always looking for something to do. They have a lot of energy. And so if your dog sees something on the the other side of that fence that uh, he can chase or that he can herd, he's probably going to go for it, you know? So the quickest solution would be to get an underground fence because that will keep your dog from leaving. But a better solution, or even in conjunction with that solution, is you've got to exercise that dog every day and tire him out. You've got to play with him. And you've got to get that energy out every day. If he's simply sitting in a yard all day long being bored and not, you know, not able to get his energy out, then any kind of stimulation is going to get him to go and he's going to go for that fence and jump over that fence and take off so quickest solution underground fence and then more importantly exercise you know after we're done i'm going to go outside with my dog uh, and i'm going to play with him for at least 40 minutes until he's so tired all he wants to do is lay there and we do it every day sometimes we take him on five mile walks you know up hills and when he gets home all he wants to do is lay there and that's you know that's what you want to do for a happy content dog like a border collie who needs a lot of exercise Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people too. Hospitals and nursing homes are taking down their no dogs allowed signs. Medical studies show that people who own a pet make fewer trips to the doctor. Pets can help calm people with high blood pressure, and just the act of petting a pet can release the feel-good hormones in humans, helping many patients with depression. 
There are numerous studies that show the positive effect of owning a dog, from getting some exercise while walking a dog to companionship for shut-ins. All these big medical studies just show what we knew all along: life is better when you share it with a pet. Have you hugged yours today? I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio. Hey, this is Caesar Milan. When I'm not doing the dog whisper, I'm listening to Animal Radio. Stay balanced. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at animalradio.com. Log on. Learn more. As we start 2013, we've added a couple of brand new stations, brand new listeners. Our 12th year, and I want to tell brand new listeners why the Animal Radio Studios smell so good. It is pretty simple. We use the scoop-free litter. We have many, many cats in the studio, and the scoop-free litter is an automatic litter that we. Uh, it's really there's not a lot of maintenance to it. No. How often do you take out the tray? Oh, you know, it depends on how many you cats you have, and um, normally it, it will last about a month with one cat. Think about that, not scooping the litter for a month. For a month. You know, we did that interview uh, last week with Paula Poundstone where she shook because sure. she had to shift, sift through all her 16 litter. She, yeah, you won't have to Holy worry. Have to do that with this. She won't be shaken, and she won't have calloused hands. It also it also has a, a hood, so they have their privacy, so they have a clean place to go. And, and remember, cats love a clean place to go. You wouldn't want to go in a dirty place. And if you don't like the hood, if your cat doesn't like the hood, you, you can, can take, take it off. It off. Yes. Take it off just like that. It has a health counter. Now, Doctor, why would a litter have a health counter? What purpose oh, would that you, serve? You need to know how often the kitty is hit in the box. So if you see an increased uh, rate of visiting the litter box, we might think of a urinary tract infection or maybe ah. they're having some kind of digestive problem. So, so it tracks their health. Very important. That's why they yeah, call absolutely. it a health counter. Very good. It has a 90-day money-back guarantee and a one-year limited warranty. Check this out, scoopfree.com, scoopfree.com. And, of course, links to everything you've heard on today's show over at animalradio.com. The scoop-free litter used here at the Animal Radio Studios. Listen, on the big show today, uh, we think we're going to have the trainer of these dogs that uh, drive cars. Now, I, that's something? I yeah. am not kidding you. And you, If you have a chance to head on over to YouTube right now, just before he comes on the air and see these videos, just type in driving dog. And let's go to Sonny. I like that. What a beautiful name. Hi, Sonny. Hello. Hello. How are you doing today? Fine, fine. Just relax. What's going on in your world? Uh, I, uh, I got a cat, so like, like a rag dog cat, and uh, we've had cats that come to the window, and we, I've had them all taped up already. But he has got into a sprain over a year now, and he's he's I can't control him. I try stuff from the from the stores to find out what to stop him from doing, but it hasn't worked. And I was wondering what was called, why he's doing this. Okay, so so far you've tried, you said, taping up the window, like I, covering it up? I, I, put, I taped uh, the windows up so he wouldn't look outside anymore. Okay. Because he, he was getting involved with this female cat that would come to the door and just, you know, and I, as I told my wife, look, she's coming through the window and antagonizing my cat, our cat. And mm-hmm. he, he got really involved with it. He's never been the same after that. It's been over oh. a year. 
Okay. And is this the only kitty you have? And, and does he stay no, inside? No, I, I have uh, three kitties, but I got one that we just brought in about six months ago. It belongs to a friend of ours, and we all work together, and she's on a, she's, she, he stays with us now for about six okay. months now. And, and then everybody stays inside now? Yes, they're all inside cats. Okay, all righty. So, Sunny, you have a challenge here because as long as that that uh, neighborhood cat is coming around, you have an ongoing stimulus uh, for your kitty, and um, everything you try in the inside of the house is going to be very marginal at improving this because as long as that cat is there, that stimulus is way stronger than any kind of obstacle you can put in the way. So, whatever we do, it's got to be a multi uh, approach. So, okay. I definitely like the idea of um, you know doing things to help your cat from not seeing the kitty, but I want to start first on the outside of the house. And and I'm not advocating doing anything that's going to harm this cat. Um, so okay. if it's a neighbor's cat, I'd go over there and say, hey, you know what? Your cat's coming over. I'm having uh, urine spraying issues in my house. You know, just want you to know maybe you can keep them inside. Um, that's one, one step. But there are things that you can put outside that window to help keep that kitty from choosing to come by that window. Um, so you may end up in nice weather. You can get the most activated uh, sprinklers um, so that when the electronic eye detects movement, it sprinkles with a sprinkler in the area, and that helps to keep um, feral cats or outdoor cats away. Um, you can also do this. There's canned compressed air units that are also motion activated, and that's one way to kind of create a invisible barrier so that that cat, cat won't come around. Um, and, and I'll often use, you know, cats don't typically like um, citrus, so you can take orange peels, lemon peels, and kind of sprinkle that in the area. And that might be kind of a more you know natural way to kind of deter the kitty from there. So that's one thing. we got to keep the other kitty away. The other step is we want to try a little bit more creative ways to block your cat from seeing this kitty. And, you know, you can close the drapes, put barriers on the windows. Um, you can put something that might make it less attractive for your kitty to go there. So those little plastic uh, runners that you use to preserve your carpet so, you know, all the traffic on it, you flip that upside down, and it's got those little nubs. Um, if you lay that down in front of the particular um, area where this is happening, um, that's just one incentive for your kitty not to go there to help keep them away. All right. Um, and make sure you, you do pick up some kitty pheromones, which are scent hormones that have kind of a calming effect and, and do help when we have uh, multiple cat issues or anxiety issues. You put one, um, one of them collars around his neck, and he wears it a lot to keep him calm. Yeah, yeah. So that's definitely one way those are those are um, designed. And then the other thing is, you know, if hopefully you have a harmonious feline inside household, um, but also we want to make sure you got ample resources so that anything in a cat's world that they kind of stress about creates more anxiety and feeds some of these bad behaviors and unpleasant things. So, um, what is a cat stress? Cats stress about not having enough uh, food sources or water sources or having to walk by this hallway and have another cat meow at them. So you want to make sure with four cats that you have at least a good four litter boxes. I'd prefer to see five. Um, But we want to have those strategically around the house and have lots of food and water sources as well. So that decreases the inside stress with your social situation. And then hopefully that will also help with, you know, this other cat on the outside. But that's that's a very overwhelming um, drive, you know, to to want to, hey, say this is my house. Go away from that window. Um, This is what cats do. And instead of, you know, picking up the phone and calling or yelling out the window. This is how he's trying to tell that cat, get lost. Okay. (laughs) Well, good luck with that, Sonny, and give your kitties a good scratch behind the ears for me. 
Okay. Take care now. 1-866-405-8405. That's the number of the dream team. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Hi, this is Jamie Farr, and you're listening to the Animal Radio Network. And remember to spay and neuter your pets. It's Animal Radio. 1-866-405-8405. The whole gang here. Joy has a question for you, Alan. Okay. I love Joy. Okay. So, Alan, I have a question about a neighbor's dog. And I don't even know if you can answer this, but I haven't found an answer. I know when I talk to this dog, he says, my dad doesn't like you, so I don't have to talk to you. <laughs> and, <laughs> you know, what can you do? Um, so I'm hoping you can help me. He's actually a pit bull. He is what most people would consider a red zone pit bull. If he gets out at another dog, he would undoubtedly, according to the, to, to the guy that he lives with, kill the dog. Yeah. And they have his yard fenced in, but it's fenced in till he's about three or four feet away from the street. And whenever they let him out in this big portion of the yard, they have a smaller yard for when that's actually chain link fenced for when they're not out. He'll come charging at that fence every time anybody walks by like he's going to kill you. And they don't do anything about it. They don't ask him to stop barking. If it takes you five minutes to walk past that fence, he's trying to get out of the fence to kill you. He's even terrorized my horses when I've walked past there. So I'm trying to find out. I've been telling him he needs to go home and be a good boy. And he needs to learn manners. And the, the man is right outside. He can hear me. You know, it's not like he's 10 miles away and can't hear what's going on they make no attempt at all to get that dog to stop and be well behaved behind the fence so is there anything the mean part of me said well i could get a bb gun and shoot him with a bb gun but that goes against a lot of principles that i have i'll tell you a little story joy when i was just a little boy there was a place called Pacones about a mile from my house, and this was a big, giant hardware store, and it was owned by a nice Italian family, and they had a big yard where they had the, the pink flamingo statues and the lawn stuff that was too big to fit in the store that they would sell, made out of concrete and all different kinds of materials and fountains. And in that yard, they had seven dogs, seven watchdogs. They had a pack. And those dogs were just like you're describing. They would charge the fence and terrorize people. And, of course, those dogs would keep folks from stealing. And so every day I would walk past. I became friends with all these dogs to the point where I could climb over the fence and sit with them and hang out with them. And here's how I did it. I just walked by the fence every day and paid no attention to them but stopped and stared at them. Just stopped and stared at them, calmly standing there. And then I would walk off. And they would bark at me like a lunatic until about, I would say, a month went by, and they would just ignore me. Now, I'm going to speed up the process for you. You walk by that fence every day, and when that dog charges the fence, you stand there, you do nothing, and then you give that dog a treat. Just throw it through the fence. Throw the treat through the fence. Stand there, look at the dog, not in the eyes, look at the dog off to the side, let him bark for a couple seconds, you know, be a lunatic, and then throw a treat through the fence, say nothing, and walk off. Pretty soon, that dog is going to look forward to you coming by and become your buddy to the point where you're going to be able to just feed him the treat through the fence. That may take a month or two, but sooner or later, that dog is going to start to associate you with, oh, wow, here's the nice lady with the treat, and I like her, 
And I'm not going to bark at her. I'm going to bark at everybody else. I'm going to bark at my owner because he doesn't give me a treat. But this nice lady, she's sweet to me and gives me a treat every day. And all I have to do is walk up to the fence and be calm. So what you're going to do is never give the dog the treat until he stops barking. And that's what you do. You give that dog a treat when he stops barking. And wait a week to do that. The first week, just stand there for about a minute, then throw the treat over the fence, walk away. After the first week, stand there till he stops barking, and then throw the treat over the fence. And after the third or fourth week, I'll bet you you can kneel down with the treat in your hand and calmly say, good boy, and you'll be able to hand him that treat. You're going to teach him to be calm when you come by. I've tried a lot of that stuff. I haven't tried the treat, and he hasn't yet, of course, I haven't given him a treat, but he hasn't yet actually been quiet Anytime he can even see you. You don't even have to be by his fence. The key is also right now you don't like him. So when you come by and you stare at him, think of nothing but love in your heart, love in your mind. He just doesn't know any better. Father, they know not what they do, you know, and just stand there and say, yeah, he just doesn't know, and I'm going to teach him that not all people are here to harm him or that he doesn't have to defend his territory and act like a lunatic. He can be calm and mellow, and good things are going to happen. You're listening to Animal Radio. Celebrating our connection with our pets. This is Animal Radio. Here are your hosts, Al Abrams and Judy Francis. And your dream team, Dr. Debbie, answering your vet medical questions. Dog trainer, Alan Cable, with your most vexing dog issues. Dog father, Joey Bolani, today has become the bird man of Animal Radio. We'll tell you how you need to bathe your bird. you got to have a clean bird. I'm telling you that right now. He, he gets in the shower with his bird. I don't think he's going to recommend that for you. Uh, but uh, he'll tell you. Hey, don't knock it till you try. <laughs> Animal communicator Joey Turner is also here today. And this hour, we're going to be talking to Mark Vetti. He's the trainer behind the video of the dogs driving cars. Wow. That's amazing. Uh, truly amazing. And uh, we have a link uh, over at the website at animalradio.com if you want to check that out before he comes on the air. In just a couple of minutes, right here at Animal Radio. Now, um, maybe I should. I can have, teach my wife how to drive. Um, I can, you know. <laughs> maybe one of the dogs get can that, teach get you. Get that radio connection. You know, it would be funny to open up a driving school with these dogs, where the dogs teach people how to drive. <laughs> there you go. Be a good movie. Cameras, you go to the DMV to take your driving test, and a dog gets out and gets in the car and sits there. <laughs> yeah, would that be funny? <laughs> Stacy. What's going on in your world? Okay, in Sweden, they've been given this gift by the Japanese, which is a robot that will actually calm elderly and little children down when they get upset about things or they get a lot of anxiety. Cool. And it's not, um, it's not what you would think. It's not, uh, it's not a human. They didn't create a human, and they didn't create a dog. They created a seal. The kind, you know, a seal, like, not the seal that sings, not seal that guy, but... <laughs> <laughs> those kind, the, those kind of seals that you find in the ocean. <laughs> I know I did a good impersonation good. of that. I could get a part-time job doing that at the zoo. Anyway, um, I'll tell you about it coming up on Animal Radio News. Oh, I can't wait. That's along the way. I see in the news this morning, and this is especially important if you uh, have given money to any of these big organizations like the ASPCA or the Humane Society. We say here at Animal Radio, don't do that. Give locally. Uh, but where's your money going if you gave ASPCA money this year? Well, $9.3 million of it is going to settle a lawsuit filed by Ringling Brothers and Barnum & Bailey Circuses. Apparently, they settled out of court 
with uh, the ASPCA, mm-hmm. which didn't admit for any wrong for what? Well, yeah. it turns out that the ASPCA paid a Ringling Barn helper at least one hundred ninety thousand dollars to uh, uh, be a plaintiff, a paid plaintiff. Oh, okay. Wow. So they actually hurt their own case there. Definitely. So you want to rethink where you're giving your money this year. Let's hit the phones. 1-866-405-8405. Let's go to line four. We have Rick. Hey, Rick. Welcome to the show. Yes, I I have a chocolate lab. She's about six years old, and uh, she's got some real flaky skin. We've taken her to the vet a couple times, and they've put her on prednisone and my wife's got some hot spot spray that she's been spraying on her. It's got uh, tea tree oil and aloe vera in it. It's all natural and stuff. And we've switched her dog food, but she still gets these bumps. And uh, she's losing some of her hair. You know, and her skin is real flaky. Okay. And we don't know what else to do with her. We've been giving her oatmeal baths and leaving the oatmeal okay. shampoo on her for quite a while, but... Uh, and with her being flaky, is she flaky all over, or, the, or is the flake kind of more like stuck to her skin and coming off in like patches? Yeah, it's coming off into patches. You said she you switched the food, and um, is she on any kind of flea tick control here? Yeah, we give her uh, what is it? Um, I can't even think of the name of the stuff now. That we get it from the vet. What's it? Okay. It's always hard when the vet asks you the... I have that all the time where I'll ask people, what food do you feed? And it's kind of like deer in the headlights. They're like, oh, it's the blue bag. It's the one with the little slash on it. So so that's okay. All right. Well, with a a Labrador, definitely we have a lot of different potential causes when we're talking about skin problems. So the good old seasonal allergies combined with food allergies tend to be a really big pot of potential causes for that type of problem. So, you know, some of the things you're doing aren't bad, and if we're not making headway, then I'd certainly want to try looking at doing a couple other things there. Um, For any dog with itchiness, hair loss, dry skin, one of the really natural things that I'm a fan of doing is supplementing omega fatty acids. So typically these tend to be the fish oils. So we're not talking about just taking Crisco or um, pouring vegetable oil on the food. Those tend to be higher in omega-6 fatty acids, and we really need to supplement in dog's diet the omega-3s, which are naturally poor in dog foods. That's just something we have to add in. So fish oils would be a great place to start to add that in uh, as an oral supplement. And being a Labrador, some of the other common problems that can be linked with skin disease can be thyroid disorders. So if you haven't already had this baby's thyroid level checked, that would be something that I would definitely recommend. Um, Hypothyroid hypothyroidism or an underactive thyroid can definitely cause problems with hair loss. It can cause problems with dry skin, even things like weight gain. And, and gosh, most Labradors love those calories, so they grab on those calories really well. So uh, that mm-hmm. might be something worthwhile looking into. And uh, in many cases, even if I don't see them, I'll either do a test for skin mites or I'll just go ahead and start treating for mites, especially when we have some chronic problems. There are some various yeah. types of 
of mites that can be present, and they're not visible by the naked eye, that can complicate some of these skin therapies when we're doing this. So that would be one other thing to consider trying. And then a diet management, for me, um, if we can play hardcore, tough love mom and dad, then that is a great strategy when we have a dog that we're worried about the skin, and maybe they have some food allergy. And that basically is not just simply changing brands of food, but really working with your veterinarian to find a hypoallergenic diet. And that means we have to be very super strict in the household. No treats, no rawhides, no goodies off of mom and dad's plate, um, no even edible um, supplements, things like heartworm preventatives. We have to switch to the kind that don't have flavorings in them. Um, those type of things we have to really limit if we're doing a very serious food trial. Um, and there's different strategies with that. Uh, we've talked some on this show before about the hydrolyzed protein diets um, as well as the novel protein diets. And there's different schools of thought with that. Um, but that would be something to also talk to your veterinarian because that's kind of a two-hour lecture from Dr. Debbie. Um, but I think that is one of the things. And actually, we know compliance with food allergy prescriptions. When I give a prescription to someone and say, okay, I'd like you to follow this hypoallergenic diet, Research shows that only 20% of pet owners can actually do that because of household situations um, and also just compliance because it is tough. So that would be one right. thing that if, if you can do it and you can kind of put all your efforts into that, that one thing might make a big difference. Um, so mm-hmm. that would be another thing to really look at for this kid. And in some cases, if I do all these things and we're still feeling like we're treading water and we're not getting ahead of the game, um, you know, there are veterinary dermatologists. Uh, we have some in our um, local veterinary community that we will look to if we need to do specialized allergy testing um, or even just a you know consultation to give us some direction. So um, if that's something where your veterinarian feels like they've kind of taken it as far as they can, um, you know, see if that's an option for you as well. Um, but, okay. uh, there's, a, there's a lot more that we can do. It just depends on um, how aggressive you want to get about getting an answer. I've actually gone to taking a biopsy sometimes of, the, of pet skin, and we'll find out, oh, that's a hormone-related disease. Oh, my gosh, we need to check this dog's for uh, thyroid disorders. We need to check this dog for a Cushing's disease, and it gives us a different direction. Would the mm-hmm. mite spread if, if that was what it was? Some kinds can, but others can be more of an immune problem, so it can be an individual problem, um, okay. particularly Demodex-type mites are not typically contagious in the normal sense of the word. And it okay. sounds like you're a man who loves his labs, just like uh, my we household. Do. Well, this, this is our fifth one now, or whatever. We have five already. What dog food is specifically designed to reduce the risk of cancer, settle digestive upsets, reduce scratching and shedding? Canine caviar. What dog food reduces red tear stains and hot spots? Canine caviar. What dog food has probiotics that reduce the chance of soft stools and have a higher calorie count for better nutrient absorption? Canine caviar. So what are you feeding your dog? If you didn't answer canine caviar, visit caninecaviar.com today and get your pet started on a longer, healthier life. At TurboTax, we know your paycheck is more than a number. It's being there for my customers. It's lending a hand at any hour. And it's having my coworkers' backs day or night. You work hard to earn your money, and we're here to help you keep more of it. TurboTax has experts available to answer your questions by phone or live chat so you get the answers you need and every penny you deserve. TurboTax. The power to keep what's yours. Try it free at TurboTax.com. Live tax help service is subject to availability, restrictions, and change without notice. See TurboTax.com for details.
Are any of these symptoms familiar? Weight gain, hot flashes, rapid heartbeat, night sweats? How about fatigue, nausea, low libido, and fat storage? If you're a woman over 40 experiencing any of these symptoms, you probably have hormonal imbalance. Ambrin restores hormonal balance in women over 40, so the extra pounds fall away and the other symptoms simply disappear. To receive a complimentary risk-free trial with a free 30-day supply, just be one of the first callers right now at 1-800-921-9020. That's 1-800-921-9020. And now the number one reason to get Genie from DirecTV, the most advanced HD DVR ever. It serves your entire home with one HD DVR. Call now and get a free upgrade to Genie. Packages start at $29.99 a month. Well, 800 Three nine nine five one zero one. Now get forty seven channels of HBO Star Cinemax free for three months. That's eight hundred three nine nine five one zero one. Direct TV and RVU enabled TV device required for each additional room. Additional and advanced receiver fees apply. Offer requires twenty four month agreement and qualifying package. Twenty nine ninety nine package not eligible. Offerings two six thirteen. New approved customers only. Lease required. Other conditions apply. Call for details. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at animalradio.com. Log on. Learn more. <laughs> It's all about you now. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. Hey Tom, how you doing? I have a four year old beagle who will not come to me. How long have you had the dog? Um, we adopted him about eight months ago. So when you say he won't come to you, what does that mean? I mean, he never will come to you. Does he ever come around you? If I have something in my hand, if you have like food or something, he'll come to you. Exactly. I can't get him to come to me when I say come. Okay. Do you walk him? Uh, no, not really. Do you praise him? Like if he does come over to you and you have something in your hand, what do you do when you give it to him? Do you tell him he's a good dog? Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah, Start taking I, walks if, with If I call him and he does come by chance, then I give him a lot of praise. Does he move away from you when you call him or he just pays no attention to you? No, he doesn't. He, he just doesn't pay attention. Okay. Well, you have to. You have to become the leader, buddy. When you feed him, what do you do? Do you just put his food down and let him eat it? Right. Okay. Well, don't do that anymore. Start doing things that let him know that you're in charge and that he's not in charge. Because right now he thinks he's in charge of you. He's the boss of you. He's he's the leader. So start walking him. Walk him every couple of days. Keep him at your side. Never let him walk in front. Never let him walk in the house in front of you. Always go in the house first. Everybody goes in first. He goes in last. When you feed him, hold the food for a couple of seconds. Hold the food for about 30 seconds and look at him. Let him know that you're in charge of the food. Take a piece of food out and feed it to him with your hands. And then put the food down. Make him stay. Don't let him go right at it. Make him stay a minute or two and then let him have the food. Make him work for everything that he enjoys and, and finds pleasurable. And I don't mean he has to do tricks or anything. He just has to, you know, have a little bit of patience. And when you start doing stuff like that, the dog is going to recognize that you're the leader, that you're, you know, you're the, you're in charge of the household and that, you know, he is not in charge and he'll start coming to you on his own and you'll also be able to get him to come to you another good technique just take a leash you know and stretch it out six feet seven feet long so that you're sitting there and then ask him to come to you and when he doesn't give it a little a little yank just a little yank you say come give it a little yank and and move him towards you that way if he doesn't move just don't don't get get food and try it with food and uh, after a while, he's just going to come to you when you yank on the leash. And after a while of doing that, maybe a month or two, you'll be able to do it without the leash. But taking walks is important. 
and letting him know that you're in charge, making sure everybody else follows the rules, too. Is he allowed on furniture? Yeah. I have two okay. dogs. They're both allowed on the furniture. Oh, you got but another not dog. On my, not on my lazy boy. All right, does, you, does he jump on your lazy boy? When I catch him, I get him off yeah. as fast as I can. Yep, see, he jumps on your lazy. He does not recognize you're in charge of anything, right? Right now, maybe the other dog's in charge. I don't know. I'd have to be there. But you have to start right. being in charge, and, and the dog will start coming to you. And the best way to start is by taking nice walks with your dog. Don't let him walk in front, okay. though. He's at your side or behind. All right. My two Labradors were the most delightful guys to train, and they're just they're so obedient. And then I got my little boss, my little terrier, and he did the same thing. And we had the biggest challenge getting him motivated to listen to us. And I had to recognize that I couldn't treat him like a Labrador. I couldn't treat him like my other dogs. I had to find his motivation and to... Nope will him to do what I wanted to. So I had to get kind of tough and be a tough mom and, you know, do all what you said about not letting him have food and and going through the door first. And, and it really, it, I had to think of him as an individual, not as my other dogs. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense because they're all different. They all have different personalities and size has a lot to do with it too. It is, it is funny because you say don't let him go in the house first and it's funny because when they want to go out, the one runs down to the back door Augie, which is the beagle, stays kind of at the top and waits for me to go down the stairs. No, when you I take the door. You, you see, you got to be in charge of that too. Take that space by the door away from them. Now you go down to the stairs and move them away from the door with your body. Tell them move, 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 and you make them sit. You make them stay until you open the door and give them permission to go out. These are all things that let them know that you're the boss, that you're in charge. When, when they do things before you without permission, they're in charge. Okay. Good luck with Sounds that, good. Tom. I, I'm going to give it a try. one 405 This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by the X-Power Pro at Home Dryer. Invade your pet at home and style them just like the pros. Get the X-Power Pro at Home Dryer during this holiday special. Yeah, it's still a holiday special. 89 bucks through January. It's available at Amazon.com or ViperPet.com and endorsed by, ladies and gentlemen, our dog father, Joey Volani. How are you doing today, big guy? I'm doing good, but you know what? Today you can call me the bird father because we're going to be talking father. about birds, oh, okay? okay? And um, for people that I don't gotta... know, that, that are new, you have what? Do you, you have two birds? You have one bird, right? No, I, I have I have one bird right now. I have an umbrella cockatoo that um you know pretty much rules the roost, roost. here. All the dogs, the people, everything. You know, revolves around the bird. So the bird has its own orbit, so to speak. <laughs> it's, it's funny because um, I got an email from someone um, as I was bathing my bird. And I said, you know, let's, let's, let's talk about the benefits of bathing your bird. And, and when I'm talking about bird, I'm, I'm not just talking about parrots. I'm talking about budgies. I'm talking about canaries. I'm talking about cockatoos. It's an important process in owning a bird. Okay, number one, it keeps their plumage in good condition. A healthy bird, when when, when you see an unhealthy bird, let's start with that, the feathers are going to be, they're, they're going to look like the ends are going to look frayed. It's not going to look pretty. Okay, a lot of that is from diet, but it also can be from um from not being clean. Birds like to be cleaned, okay? Um bathing will soften the dirt on the feathers and the skin, so it'll help um it'll help them when they clean. So what they do, birds prune a lot. And you'll see them, you know, anytime you look at a bird, that's what they're doing, they're pruning their feathers and and they're peeling off the casing. Um they're they're encouraging the the new growth of of 
of new feathers to come out. And what happens is when you when you bathe them, it helps get the dirt off. It helps keep the dander down. It cleans their skin. So everything comes off a little bit easier for them. Mm. Okay. The other thing is when I and I kind of just touched on it. It keeps the dander down. Now that's good for birds themselves for their health because a lot of times they develop respiratory problems when their own dander is, is, is to a high and basically stays in that cage area. So you want to keep you want to keep them clean for that. And also for someone that has respiratory problems like myself, I have asthma. Okay, and I developed asthma from my bird basically. And um I found out years ago that um the cleaner I kept my bird the better it is for me. I can breathe a lot easier. It also just Routine bathing moisturizes the bird's skin. Now, everyone's sitting here and they're listening to me and say, okay, smart ass, how am I going to bathe my bird? Yeah, well, okay, you know what? You're the only one that I know that ever bathed their bird. And you actually well, put the bird in the sink, right? I put him in the sink. He comes in the shower with me. Birds are social, are social pets. So they like, if you have a friendly bird, um, or, you know, of someone that, because sometimes birds bond with one or two people in the house, um, opposed to the whole family. Then other birds bond to everyone. Like my bird will go with anybody. Um, but my bird, if you're in the shower, if we have guests here and the bird goes in the bathroom, the bird will walk right in the shower and, and want to shower with you. Now, most guests don't find that so um, no. appealing, um, <laughs> to be very honest with you. So what you could do is just get some distilled water. And, and a misting bottle, you know, just a regular spray bottle that you would get at in any, any of your local supermarkets, dollar stores, whatever. Um, fill it with the distilled water and spray it. Now, the important thing is, is don't spray from the bottom up. Spray from the top down, almost like it's, um, imitating how rainfall would be because the birds feel more comfortable that way than when it's sprayed in an unnatural way. It's just not natural for them. So sometimes they'll get a little bit alarmed and they're not going to like it. Other birds aren't going to like that at all, and they're like a saucer of water. And again, if you can use distilled water, because believe it or not, the, um, the chemicals that we have in our tap water um, is actually pretty harmful for them. Um, fluoride and chlorine doesn't, um, you know, really react all that well for birds. So people who take their birds in the shower, shower filters are cheap. They're very inexpensive. You, you put them on. It's actually better for your skin as well. So everyone actually benefits from it. And never, never, never use any type of antibacterial soap on your bird. Now, sometimes your bird may get some grease or something on it, whatever. Use a dish detergent, but something that's not antibacterial because the antibacterial properties in the soap are actually harmful to your pet. Mm. So you, you, you really don't want to, um, to use that. Actually, they can cause death in some cases that I've read. And the other thing is, you can go to your local store, and they have um, bathing products for for, um, for birds that um, are pretty inexpensive. They have aloe vera in it, which also will keep the um, skin a little hydrated, and, and, and it's actually good for your bird. And the last thing I want to say is, if you're going to dry your bird, use a pet dryer, like the Pro at Home dryer. And I'm not saying that because we're sponsored. It's an important thing. Your regular hair dryer has Teflon in it. And Teflon is very, very toxic for birds. Even if you cook in Teflon, what well, you want to do is make before. sure that your bird is actually not in the area because the properties that come off when it's heated actually are very harmful for you for your birds. So if you're going to blow dry because um, you don't want to air dry, maybe it's a little bit chilly or something, you want a pet dryer um, mm. and, and, and you'll be safe. The bird father. The bird father this week. This week I go, you know what? That don't sound so manly though. So just, that's just for this week. At TurboTax, we know your paycheck is more than a number. 
It's brown bag lunches every day. It's picking up extra shifts. And it's catching the bus to work. You work hard to earn your money, and we want to help you stretch every dollar. That's why TurboTax lets you file your simple federal return for free. It's free to prepare, print, e-file, and you can even chat with a tax expert. TurboTax, the power to keep what's yours. Get the federal free edition at TurboTax.com. Live tax help service is subject to availability, restrictions, and change without notice. See TurboTax.com for details. This is a referral service. Calls will be routed to an independent referral insurance agency. Do you know the number one cause of bankruptcy? No, it's not losing your job or running up credit card debt. It's not even divorce. It's medical costs. If you and your family don't have health insurance, just one serious illness or accident could be financially devastating. But now there's good news, really good news. A health insurance hotline has been established to provide health insurance for all Americans, even uninsured Americans with pre-existing conditions. Now anyone can get health insurance even if you have a pre-existing medical condition. I repeat, now anyone can get health insurance coverage. Call now for a free no-obligation quote on affordable health plans available to you. Again, this is a free hotline for anyone, even if you have pre-existing conditions. Protect you and your family from sudden unexpected medical costs. Call the free health insurance hotline right now at 1-800-838-5562. That's 1-800-838-5562. Call 1-800-838-5562. Fido Friendly is the travel and lifestyle magazine for you and your dog. Each issue includes hotel and destination reviews, along with health and wellness topics, dog training tips, and the latest fashion trends. Pick up a copy at Barnes & Noble, Hastings, or go online to FidoFriendly.com and subscribe today. Fido Friendly is the only magazine dedicated to the travel and lifestyle of man's best friend and the one magazine your dog will thank you for. This is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Frolicat, the award-winning automatic pet toys that provide hours of fun for you and your pets. I'm Stacy Cohen for Animal Radio. Well, it turns out that parrots seem to be pretty choosy about their music. According to the Daily Telegraph, scientists have discovered that parrots have personal tastes in music. Scientists played music to a pair of African gray parrots and found that the birds' preferences differed greatly. Dr. Frank Perron, he's of the University of Lincoln, he headed this study, and he says that both birds enjoyed rock and folk music from artists like U2, UB40, and Joan Baez. They even got into the music, bobbing their heads, squawking like they were singing along. When they were playing Bach, though, they became very relaxed. Meanwhile, they seemed to become distressed when researchers played electronic dance music. Perron says that's when EDM was played and the birds screamed in a distressed, scared way. But they did a second study and the birds were placed in a cage equipped with a touchscreen. They could play either Scissor Sisters, I Don't Feel Like Dancing, or Vangelis. Well, during the month-long experiment, the pair chose to play the songs a combined 1,400 times. But here's the problem. One bird likes Scissor Sisters better, while the other preferred Vangelis. Go figure. One Swedish retirement home is getting a new guest. It's a robotic seal. According to a care trust in Sweden, they brought in the Japanese bot to help improve the morale of residents. Barrett Lundstrom, he's the chair of the care trust, says that the seal has appealing eyes and soft fur, which is pleasant to touch. He added that he hopes it'll bring comfort to elderly people who feel anxious. Link Poking University is backing up Lundstrom. They say that robotic seals are more effective in calming people than robotic dogs. The reason is most people are accustomed to dogs' behavior. When they discovered that the robot dogs aren't real, 
then they become disappointed. And because people aren't used to the movement of a seal, it makes the robotic seal more believable. The university study also found that after children and the elderly interacted with a robot seal, they became calmer and more in tune with their surroundings. Lundstrom prefers the robot over the real-life counterparts. He says there's no risk of allergies and the robot is easier to handle. He adds, when you put the robot in somebody's lap, it stays there. And I add, it doesn't smell like fish, which is a lot better. (laughs) Want to get your pet a modeling or showbiz gig? Here are some tips for the aspiring pet momager. You want to strike a pose. Don't spend a fortune on professional photos. Simply snap a few well-lit and clear shots of your dog or cat. Capture their personality and have them printed in a 10 by 8 inch format. You also can draft a resume for your dog or cat. Put together a montage of photos of your pet with different looks and then some tricks that they may do and submit your pet's package to several agencies. Get an agent. You can contact advertising agencies in your area that will directly work with pet products. However, an agent will increase your pet's shot at stardom. But beware of scams and make sure that uh, you ask each agency for their terms and conditions up front. And most importantly... Let your pet know about that casting couch thing. I'm Stacy Cohen. Get more animal breaking news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Frolicat, the award-winning automatic pet toys that exercise and entertain your pets. Learn more at Frolicat.com. Cats need to stimulate their curiosity, and Frolicat toys automatically entertain and exercise your pet. Turn on Frolicat Bolt or Frolicat Dart and watch your cat chase after randomly generated laser patterns. Or program Frolicat Twitch to turn on automatically so your cat can play while you are away. Frolicat's award-winning designs fit into your modern home and are fun for you and your pet. Buy them at your favorite store or learn more at Frolicat.com. Tag the pet tracker, the GPS pet tracker. We've been uh, checking it out. Got one over here that we've been using on Ladybug, the studio stunt dog. That's such an awesome gift. It's uh, not only good because it keeps track of where your animal is. You can, uh, By the way, you can put this in your wife's purse or something like that. It also tracks activity level. Uh, so you can tell if she's a lazy yeah. slob. <laughs> you can tell if she's shopping too much. Yeah, how active is your wife? And this is good, especially for the dog. You're using it for the right purpose is to find out what kind of activity they've had during the day. Most dogs have to be they have to be walked or exercised to be happy. That's a that's a big part of happiness for a dog. If they leave a zone, you can set up these zones like let's say your yard, and if they leave that zone, the pet tracker will text you or email whatever you designated to do. That's a great idea. Last chance this week to pick one of these up with a three-month bundle deal over at tag.com. You can also get it at Apple, Amazon, Verizon Wireless, Target, Best Buy, Sam's Club, Staples. Awesome. Very nice. Is your dog getting enough exercise? It matters. Tag the Pet Tracker uses smart GPS tracking to help keep dogs from becoming lost. And now, Tag has activity tracking, a great way to track your pet's daily activity. In a recent survey conducted by TAG, 9 out of 10 vets agreed that a device that tracks and manages activity is beneficial. So keep your pet healthy and safe with the one device that helps you do both. Get TAG today. Go to TAGG.com. Service activation and internet or text-enabled cell phone service required. It's Animal Radio, my friend. Toll free one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five, and uh, we've been talking all morning about these dogs that are learning to drive. And if you haven't seen the videos over on YouTube, they've gone viral. 
just type in driving dogs. It is amazing to see these animals actually driving and using the stick shift, <laughs> the blinkers, looking behind them uh, to see if there's a car in the other lane. And they're driving these uh, retrofitted Mini Coopers. What are they, super dogs? They are super dogs. And who's the super trainer behind that? Mark Vetti, welcome to the show. Good morning. How are you? Good morning. Yeah, what time is it? Where are we calling you, first of all? Uh, I'm in Auckland, New Zealand, and uh, what it must be about uh, 9 o'clock here in the morning, something like that. On, on a, Sunday. On a Sunday morning. How is Sunday? Yeah, yeah, yeah no, Sunday's great. But, uh, you can look forward to it. <laughs> you're, uh, you're training these dogs. How many dogs are you training to drive? Well, we've we've trained them, and uh, so they've, tra- they've they've done the um, the world first, and uh, we we've trained three. We rescued them out of um, out of the SPCA shelter here in Auckland, oh, to, right. uh, with the purpose to demonstrate that uh, dogs out of shelters are as intelligent or more intelligent than any others. Did so, you? Uh, how did you select the dogs that were going to participate in this? <laughs> well, <clears throat> we train animals for film and television, and um, and I, I, I'm also an animal psychologist, so we treat behaviour problems in animals. So. Um, basically, we use similar criteria to what we use for a film animal, and uh, and uh, but we had uh, six or seven to choose from, and uh, and really, to be honest, any one of them could have done it. So um, so it was really uh, on the basis of uh, which ones were good and stable um, yeah. under pressure, you know, and when they because there was we knew there was going to be cameras and lots of things happening, a bit like a film set, and um, yeah, just uh, trainability in terms of food orientation because we click a train. And, um, yeah, stability and temperament. Is there a certain breed that performed better than another breed? Well, there is in the traditional sense. We tend to find the breeds that we select for trainability, like the Border Collies and German Shepherds, and those kind of breeds tend to be um, more trainable. But um, hybrids, which is what you invariably get or almost always get out of shelters, which are, you know, mutts, basically, um, they're... Uh, you get what we call hybrid vigor, you know, which is uh, the benefit of uh, two breeds coming together, and uh, you get an extra kind of a vigor, um, and and that can include trainability. So, um, and certainly we found that with these guys, they were fantastic to train. Whose idea was it to do this? It started out with uh, Minnie and their agency starting to to do the gag, and we started out kind of thinking, um, you know, we'll just do. I don't know whether you've seen the Sabaru ad and ads like that, where they. Basically, what we do when we're training film animals is is quite a bit of it's a cheat. You know, you teach them little bits and pieces, and then you edit it together. Whereas this is uh, the dogs are in the car driving by themselves with no trainer in the car. We're just communicating with them through an RT through a radio. So um, uh, to actually get to to take it from that stage to the next stage, they asked me basically in the early stages that I think I could do it. And I was stupid enough to say yes. So uh, (laughs) the project uh, evolved where it is. Well, well, this it was so cool. To, I'm sorry. No, I just wonder if this is going to turn into a commercial venture. Yeah, or a movie is there going to be a commercial something. behind this? Uh, some company like Saab, or they reached out to you and said, hey, we want to make a car commercial with the dogs. Anything like that? Oh, uh, yeah. Well, it's been massive, actually. We're, we're, uh, looks like we're going to be doing Top Gear in, um, in March. Many, obviously, because they initiated the project. Um, so we, we kind of um, will be going with Mini. Mini are owned by BMW. So between BMW and Mini, we'll be heading down that track, I expect, with them. And um, But yeah, it's, it's gone so big. I think we're heading towards 10 million views um, wow. today. And uh, I don't know if someone told me 100 million tweets. I don't know if I follow tweets so much. But uh, they um, certainly they um, it's gone viral and gone huge. So... We've had a lot of interest uh, uh, internationally, including we've got our own t- we've had our own TV show in the past, and so we've got some very very big opportunities ahead of us, which are exciting. 
Oh, now where are these dogs now? Are they in homes? Are they with you? <clears throat> we're just we're just right at the moment in the final stages of um, rehoming them or homing them. And one of the problems is um, uh, you have to keep your keys so like locked this. away if you adopt one of these dogs. They're, they're staying. They're with the, with their trainers still with me. One of them's with me. Uh, Monty's with me at the moment, and the other two are with their trainers. In fact, to be honest, they're all at my place at the moment because uh, everyone else has gone on holiday. But um, they're um, <laughs> yeah, they're great. They're, so so they they we we live on a beautiful dog friendly property, obviously with twelve acres here. So. Um, and we'll, we'll be looking at the um, at the final adoption kind of process, um, but uh, they'll they'll be they'll be uh, uh, moving on to, to big and better things as well. So there's lots lots ahead for them and and for us, that's for sure. I so much idolize you. I mean, I I just watched the long version of the video and I thought, man, this guy is so good. And and I thought to myself, just what you said about being dumb enough to take on the task. Was there a, was there any point in time when you were doing this that you were afraid? Or uh, you had uh, you you were just worried that you wouldn't be able to do it. <laughs> many many points, <laughs> but uh, I mean we do we do do some pretty amazing things. We we, we do the kind of the big Narnias, the wolves on Narnia, and all the animals. We did the Lord of the Rings and um, Last Samurai and all those kind of movies. So you know we're up for big challenges. And um, <clears throat> with my background in animal psychology as well, I, I teach animal behaviour and learning psychology. And so we, we use some pretty sophisticated um, positive reinforcement techniques that uh, probably aren't necessarily available as the whole package to many other people in the world. I suppose we had the advantage, but there certainly was times when we transitioned from um, from the rig to the car. You know. Um, there's, we had some pretty funny moments, you know, when the, the old accelerator um, bumped on to full throttle, and there's a trainer chasing the dog down the down the <laughs> runway, and uh, yeah, the cameraman nearly getting run over. And we do have a, a remote controlled cutout and safety brake for welfare reasons, you know, if something goes wrong. So if we hadn't had that, we might have been we might have been in for a bit more trouble. But uh, yeah, there was a lot of lot, lot of laughter and a lot of a lot of fun. But uh, yeah, also quite a lot of work. Obviously, we were training three times a day, and uh, it was a full-on. It was just like a big full-on f- um, film project. Basically. So no people were hurt during the filming of this. No people were hurt <laughs> during the filming of this. No, I'm pleased to say there was a few close you know what? calls. But <laughs> for all the folks listening right now who are just trying to teach their dogs basic stuff, what what message could you give folks just trying to teach their dog to give them their paw or sit or anything like that? Yeah, well, I mean, the, the, the quickest method, um, I mean, you'll notice all the professional trainers, are certainly the better ones, um, use clicker training. Um, clicker training is a little clicker, is just a little tool that click makes a click sound, and it's a promise of a food reward. We call it a bridge. So, but it comes from the work with training dolphins and so on, where your dolphin jumps up, touches the ball way over there, you blow a whistle at that point, it knows that it's done the right thing. When it hears that, it comes swimming back and gets the fish. Same principle as, um, as the clicker. And so the clicker speeds up learning in dogs about 10 times. And the reason that is, is it's a consistent um, stimulus that they can identify when they're doing something right. And the hardest thing for a dog, or any animal for that matter, because we train lots of species, they don't know what you want them to do, obviously. So, um, so the clicker tells them exactly what, they want to, what you want them to do. And, uh, and it's a promise of a food reward, so they're going to be working towards doing it. And once they've got that click a few times, they're away. <laughs> a really nice book um, called Don't Shoot the Dog by Karen Pryor. If people want to have a wee look at uh, oh, yeah. one of your American trainers, mm-hmm. um, if you want to have a look at how to click a trainer, it's a great technique. Uh, the other thing I'd say is the first four months of a dog's life is the formative period. So make uh, if, if you get one from the shelter, obviously you've missed that period. So you're going to see what dog you get um, in terms of its sociability and its ability to deal with life. 
But if you if you have the chance to get a pup, you know, um, get them at seven to eight weeks and spend that next two months uh, really socialising them and getting used to your world, you know, what you do and what you want them to do. Remember, there are so many ways to ask your questions of our dream team. You could Facebook us at Animal Radio or tweet us at Animal Radio or use the Animal Radio app for iPhone or Android and ask your questions right from the app. Or the old-fashioned way, you can call us, 1-866-405-8405. Hey, Doug, how are you doing? Hey, Al. I have a, uh, a Yorkie school, okay? My girlfriend, my fiance, uh, we're getting ready to move in together. Both of her dogs are about 10 months old. Uh, she has a pure breed pit bull and she has a, a, um, she got something else. Anyway, they're big dogs. Big dogs. And I'm wondering what's the best way for us to get these dogs together. The pit bull has the biggest problem with them. Right. The what pit bull happens? At them. Yeah. You know what? So what do you do when the pit bull growls? Well, the, like the first time he did it, you know, I just kind of, Swatted at him on his nose, and it, it was like, uh, you know, no. And then the next time they met, it was through a fence. I just kind of took him out, and I, you know, introduced him through the fence, and he growled at him again. Okay, well, you know, you guys as the pack leaders, very simple. You can't tolerate that. It's really dangerous to introduce a new dog to a pack of two dogs or more into a house. So you got to have a crate. That's the first thing. And the second thing is, and you put the small dog in the crate, you might, before you move in together, get something that is scented from your dog. One of his, uh, you know, take a shirt or something that will smell like your dog. And and you need to, or, or vice versa, too. You get a, a shirt that will smell like like your dog and some stuff that smells like her dogs and you bring the stuff over that smells like her dogs and you just put it on the floor and get your dog used to their scent are you worried about them eating your dog basically what they're trying to do is establish a pack order and that's what they're going to do when you put them together so you don't want to do it abruptly you want to do it slowly one step at a time and the most important thing buddy is that you got to not tolerate any kind of aggressive behavior so the dogs have to figure out you're in charge as well because they're being introduced to you you too. So you and your girlfriend have to be in charge. And whenever that dog, that pit bull, exhibits any kind of aggression towards anything or anyone or any dog, you got to step in and make a fast correction, a fast, strong correction to let the dog know, uh, uh-uh, no, no, we don't tolerate that. That's not going to happen. And a correction could be done with a poke in the neck or a leash. The, the point is, is that you got to use a crate when you and, and taking those dogs for walks would be a great idea. Making them walk together until they all behave together on a walk is also a really good tool. But when he brings them in the house, they're going to have to be well equipped and strong, confident pack leaders because when you bring dogs into another home, not only is the territory new, but the the pack order is going to change and they're going to challenge each other. And this is how some of the most vicious dog fights start is when you bring a strange dog into an established pack order into another house. You get big fights if you're not equipped to handle it. So I would keep the dog, the little one, in a crate for his safety 
and let the other two sniff around, sniff around him, or vice versa. You could do it either way. You could put the big dogs in a crate and let the little dog have free run since it's a new home they're being introduced into. And a correction has to be either, it's either a poke, a poke in the neck with your fingers. It's a, it's a fast, quick correction with a leash. You know, don't hit him in the nose. Don't hit him in the face. Never hit a dog. Just have them on, have leashes on all the, the two big ones with choker chains and handles so that you can make a quick jolt with your wrist when you see bad behavior. Radio, my friend. Hope you have your pets around the radio with you. I wanted to remind you, if you haven't had a chance to pick up on the X-Power Pro at Home Pet Dryer for $89. You can do that through the end of this month, so only a couple more weeks left. $89. This is the dryer that Joey's been just raving about. In fact, here... Bring it on over here. Put it right next to the microphone so every single listener so everyone can see. see it. Okay, if you can't see it, you can you can't hear it. I'm going to tell you because it's quiet. It's, it is quiet. It's super super quiet. This particular dryer has two settings. It has a high and a low speed. So if you have a pet that's a little bit you know nervous um, because there's too much air volume, you can lower it. It has these um, four attachments. Um, it's all different attachments for whatever type of coat that you that your dog or cat has. It has an attachment that's almost that simulates a um, a brush. So you can actually brush the pet with it. So you actually have in you know one hand free, I guess, to hold your pet so it doesn't run, and the other one can actually be doing all the work. Um, this dryer is technically no different, no different at all, except for the sound. It's actually better, I'm going to say, than the professional ones that I use in the salon. Mm-hmm. Um, the good thing about it, it's reversible too. If I take this, I'll check this out. Okay, so I take the yeah, whole thing here, wow, and it's a vacuum. So easy. It's easy because, you know, honestly, anytime you use a dryer, I don't care if everyone says that their pet doesn't shed, you're gonna, you're gonna get hair, usually you're gonna find it in the corner of the room. So what you can do is when you're done, reverse it, vacuum everything up, put it away, keep it with you, it works good for everything, I've blown leaves, I've dried my motorcycle off with it, I've, I've, um, you know, blew out the car, I vacuumed the car, it's, um, it works for, it works for everything. Anything that sucks or blows, it works. Okay, and that, that, that you know what? How you know? I, I mean, I knew you were gonna your your, your mind was gonna travel, yeah, but it's the truth. It, it really works. It really works good for either, either or. Okay, and it's only eighty nine bucks. This is valued at two hundred bucks. So you have just a couple more weeks to pick it up at eighty nine bucks at Amazon dot com or Viper Pet. That's V I P E R Pet dot com. Thanks, X Power, for sponsoring Animal Radio. And this call is for who? This, this is, is for Dr. Debbie. We're going to go to line one. We have Randy. Hey, Randy. Hello. How are you guys? Good. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm hoping you guys can help me with uh, my cat problem. We are hoping so, too. All right. Let's go for it. What do you got going on there? We have a, I don't know what kind of tabby. She's just a white tabby type of cat. And we've had her for three and a half years now. And she's always been a great cat. We've never had problems with her. However, we got a puppy um, March of last year, a little mini pen, and brought her into the family. And ever since she came into the family, our one particular cat, whose name is Pink, likes to pee on everything. Pees in the cat box, but sneaks in the garage and pees in the gym bag or the kid's Ooh, toy. Oh, fun. And it's only been since we got the puppy. She peed on the puppy? 
No, <laughs> not yet. <laughs> no, she, um, saying, she sneaks no, into the garage. She's, it's only in the garage and mine and my husband's gym bag. Or okay. if she can't get to the garage, because if we lock, the, it's the garage coming from our house into the garage. Um, or if she can't get to the garage, it's only at nighttime when no one's looking. She'll go in the kids' playroom and she'll pee in their tent. It's oh, not going to wow. take her long to pee on your puppy, I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> that would be really the signal there. Okay, she is so you, really not happy with that dog. You have a dog, and do you have other cats as well? We do. We have two cats, and we have three dogs, and only the mini pens, the inside dog, who's inside all the time. And okay. it's only started since we got the mini pens. Okay. How many litter boxes do you have? We have two litter boxes, and they only seem to use the one, but we always keep two. As far as this kitty cat, anything else going on? Are we having any other kinds of aggression issues with the other kitties? Um, sometimes um, I can hear at night, sometimes him growling or her growling at our other cat. Okay. So the, the big causes for cats to urinate inappropriately are medical causes and behavioral causes. So my first crusade is always to make sure we're not missing anything medical. So I would, if you have not taken this kitty to a vet, have her checked out, get a urine sample, make sure all is well in her urinary world. Um, we can have crossover of behavioral with medical causes. So we really need to make sure we're not missing that aspect of things. But from there, there is a lot that we need to address for this kitty. And when we introduce a dog into a cat household or vice versa, you know, we always hope that they're going to get along. But that old phrase, they get along like cats and dogs, sometimes has some serious truth. And there are very big differences. It's kind of like, you know, some women can get along really well with other females and others, it's just like oil and water. So um, my four former college roommate. Uh, okay, won't go there. Um, so <laughs> let's just say that we need to work on making this kitty's environment more favorable for her. Now, dogs, things that cats don't like about dogs, they move fast, they make a lot of noise, and they disrupt a cat's peaceful world. So for cats that are having trouble in this situation, I recommend giving a lot of vertical escape to get away and to be superior to those dogs. Because cats, let's face it, they need to look down on dogs to say he a little dog. Um, so we want to give those vertical escapes. Those are cat trees, um, perches for windows, ways that we can find a peaceful zone. Um, the other things we need to do is work on this litter box situation because we usually want one more litter pan than we do the number of cats in a household. And that number can increase even if you have other things like two-floor houses. Um, if you have cats or dogs that go in or outside, we want to have them at different access points of the home. So so a cat might avoid going to the normal litter pan if they have to go through a doorway or an area where, say, there's noisy children or a dog that might come chasing after them or annoy them. So we want to make sure that we have alternate litter box sites and make those so that they're in a quiet zone or they're away from the path of other animals and people. And preferably, I hate the lids. Take the lids off the gosh darn litter boxes. Cats do not dig those. I hope these ideas work for you. And uh, if uh, if you need a follow-up, we do follow-ups. I believe we're the only radio show that does follow-ups. Well, that's good. And I thought would totally help. Wow, the show just flew by today. Thank you so much for joining us. Remember, you can catch us all week long over at AnimalRadio.com or download the Animal Radio app for your iPhone or Android. Ask us questions, listen to shows, all kinds of fun with that. Get it at your uh, iTunes store or through your Android supplier. Hey, man, where's my Android supplier? (laughs) Give me a fix. (laughs) And, uh, of course, catch us on Facebook and over at Twitter at Animal Radio. 
Check out the doctors, the good doctors' books, Shih Tzus, Yorkshire Terriers, Pugs, Mini Schnauzers, How to Be Your Dog's Best Friend on Amazon.com. And we have links to everything you've heard on today's show over at AnimalRadio.com. Have yourself a great week. Bye. Bye-bye. All right, guys. Take care. I'll be thinking about you. This is Animal Radio Network.